I'll leave that in there. <laughs> Good Monday morning, you bastards. So tame. <laughs> well, I'm so damn loud. We're going to get mics next episode. I mean, even if they're church mics. Ooh. Like something simple. Like I, I was talking to... Um, Is it gold? Well, you know how we overthink everything. <laughs> like that kind of church? What? Like the evangelical, like... No, those guys use the the mics with their like the oh the bar, yeah, yeah Bob Barker Price yeah. is Right mics. This is, this no, 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 is, not like that. If I'm gonna hold something in my hand, it's gonna have girth to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, All right, uh, man, how's your morning going, John? Oh, this coffee is amazing. Why do you look so rough? You draw pictures for a living. I don't understand you today. <laughs> Uh, beat up. My, my youngest is um, is okay. So she was born on a new moon. Mm-hmm. She's very lunar. Um, we just got over an, uh, a full moon. She's also teething. She also just went to the doctor and got a round of shots, and oh, so yeah. she's like this this bubble of emotion. She's like an angry little turd maker. <sighs> yeah, she pooped yesterday too. Yeah, angry turd makers. Man, I I just I'm. I gotta tell you, this week I'm working for the weekend. I cannot wait I, for this weekend. I know, I can tell it already. You're yeah. like, all right, when do I get in my car and get the f out? Yeah, I'm getting out of Dodge this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna like, I'm gonna do some uh, reading, do some drawing, do some hiking. That's awesome. I'm gonna bring a sketchbook with me. Ooh. Yeah, this is like, I think the sketchbook is the most underrated, overthought uh, piece of our our uh, our arsenal. As artist that that uh, gets like this this kind of like oh you know mm-hmm. like can I see your sketchbooks no you can't see my sketchbooks like they'll be peering into my soul you know I I realized recently um, my wife called me out and I was like oh I'm finally doing it right um, she's like oh man I she said something along the lines that uh, I, I'm I'm jealous like you you seem to be writing and. Uh, drawing more frequently because I'm always carrying it around with me now. You are, yeah, yeah. And if my it only took two times of me going out to run errands with my kids and then falling asleep in the car and me realizing like, okay, I'm gonna give them 30 minutes to nap, you know, because they need it today, mm-hmm. and not having anything on me and just sitting on my phone. Yeah, I was like, this isn't happening ever again. So yeah. I always have my journal or my sketchbook. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a sketchbook that's just a little bit bigger than my phone, and uh, that's the one I take um, when I know I'm sitting. Like mm. that's when when you're waiting for your food, when yep. you're sitting in a doctor's office. Um, and you, it's usually, I got, I know, I don't really use that one to like come up with random ideas. I, I usually, that, that's the one I do headshots on. I sketch the people around me and try yeah. to capture, you know, quick, quick, mo, quick, quick little, um, impromptu drawings, you know, yeah. of what's happening around me. My favorite's, uh, like a five by eight and a half. Like a, a, yeah. it's basically you like, like the rings or do you like the, the, the I like binding? the rings because I like to flip it around oh, yeah. and have just a flat surface but it's basically like a piece of printer paper cut in half it's mm. like that size so I don't know I've tried everything I've tried bigger ones and I've tried smaller ones 
the smaller ones I try and keep in my pocket all the time. And who uses those warped. big ones? Like, what are you supposed to put it in? And I'm talking about big. I'm talking like they're big. Yeah, nine by twelve. Yeah. Who? What do you? I the only reason I remember having stuff like that was it had poorer or cheaper paper in it, yeah. and you'd put it on an easel and use it for. Uh, life drawings, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't, like, I don't know who, I guess that's what you use them for. You know, I don't say too many people just bumming around on the subway or on the, no, on the bus. I, I tried to, I, I used to pull it out on the subway. <laughs> Excuse I, me. Well, th that was the thing. Like There's I was a guy break dancing. I need to capture. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right moment. Yeah. Um, I used to carry, I think it was nine by 12 or it might've been 11 by 14 um, sketchbook with me. And I realized like the paper was so big that I had that impending, like, this has to be a finished drawing. Yeah. And I didn't treat it like a sketchbook. Like You start I thinking have. more composition rather than yeah. just sketching. Yeah. Working yeah. out your ideas. It more, becomes more of a composition book or something, you know. Right. Um, so, I guess today, let's talk about sketchbooks and their importance. So, now, if we had a real podcast right now, there'd be, like, a segue music. Right? Yes. That's where we'd introduce the segue music, and then they'd be like, today's prod podcast is brought to you by... And Kellogg's. Like, yeah, it's by, by, by coffee. Right. <laughs> Let's always be... We'll just do that. We'll always be brought to you by something generic. Yeah. By sneakers! Or it's like uh, Prairie Home Companions Powder Milk Biscuits. What is that? Do you ever wear, listen to Garrison Keillor? I don't even know who you're talking oh about. Oh my god. What is that? It's because you're a Republican. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm a Republican. <laughs> uh, it's on it, NPR. It's a Prairie Home Companion. He does this, like, it was the old school style radio show where you had music guests and skits and stuff like that. Oh. It's played on NPR for years. Um, oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about now. He does the pianoing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's always brought to you by Powder Milk Biscuits. And oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. Oh, thanks for bringing me up to speed. I forgot about those dandy days. <laughs> So, sketchbooks. I think now is a great time to challenge our listeners and ourselves to uh, seeing if you can actually carry a sketchbook around for the next 30 days. Definitely. Are you in? I just threw you under the bus. I'm in. I'm in. I'm there. Um, I'm now, in there. <laughs> the thing about a sketchbook, John, is that it has that, especially a new sketchbook, it has that feeling of something awesome should happen and you're not worthy of owning this and you know yep like we as artists like we don't really get new things like everything we have in life is beat up so mm -hmm. to actually get a brand new sketchbook with no dog ear on the on, on the pages if there was a way to take your sketchbook and throw it in the wash and beat the shit out of it and then that might not out. be a bad idea like what if you took a sketchbook and just the first day you got it poured coffee on it <laughs> I'm not even joking. Or throw it under it, your car and drive over and then, it. A few yeah, times. and then let it dry out, and and then you that imperfection would take away the the terror of yeah, the blank, totally. pristine white page. I yeah. think so. And I, I told you this before. I always leave the first page blank. Oh, I yeah. I I had a rule where I I would draw a self portrait, but I I finally got to the point where I'm over that. I'm over myself. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about sketching is is that. You can use it for a lot of different ways. You can use it as your journal. You can use it as a way to get better um, on your pursuit of art. Mm -hmm. You can use it to um, set smaller drawings up for maybe a bigger painting. You can use it for landscaping. You can use it to kill time. Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to put garbage in it. Yeah. 
it's not going to be like the, the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. There's going to be in between your drawings, there's going to be like, oh, and here's how I'm going to lay out my bedroom. And, and any artist that, uh, any artist that knows it knows that if they're like, hey, can I see your sketchbook? Like, they're not going to be looking at amazing stuff. Like, you're not going around. My buddy has uh, drawing books that he uses to collect finished pieces from artists. Like, that's not what your sketchbook's going to be. Your sketchbook is your your stream of conscious, your way of working through stuff. Like, it's going to be... A sketchbook is designed to show all your faults because that's how you get to the point where you can do your finished work. It's it's one piece of the process. Yeah. It's just a gear in the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if you were to what do we do? What do we show off? So we're gonna do an art show and we have a body of work. We don't cram everything into our van and drive down to the art show and hang at 29 oh, canvases yeah. that we just did. Up. You're showing like maybe 2% of everything that you've been working on. And and so even when you finish a painting or finish a drawing or finish an illustration, just because you finished it doesn't mean it's worthy of showing off. There's still going to be like, well, that was another learning moment for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I actually got or captured everything that my intent had. Oh yeah, but the sketchbook is it's it's the uh, the brainstorming. It's the it's where you go back and work things out. It's where you start new ideas. Um, one of the things I was told about sketching is so say for instance you know start with an elephant right. We're just gonna just for the sake of drawing something. Now for memory, you kind of know what an elephant looks like. I mean the first thing is you got big ears and it has a trunk. Right. But then you start wondering where the eyes go. <laughs> You know, I mean, no one really thinks about that. Are they more on the front? Are they more on the side? How does the how does the actual nose connect to the skull? And mm-hmm. where does that transition back? Yeah. Is it are the eyes below that transition? Are the eyes above that transition in the trunk? Start drawing an, an elephant, and you can use reference. But when you get to the point where you're stuck, flip the page. Don't. Do it again. Force yourself to finish this drawing and make the most awesome elephant. Yeah. Two things are going to happen. Number one, if you flip the page and just start all over again, you will get farther in the next drawing. And by doing it twice, your memory and how everything lays out will be strengthened. Yeah. The second thing is, if you don't get too muddy with the first drawing that you walked away from, you can actually go back and sit down and finish it at a later date and see some of the problems that you're having in a new light. Yeah, you're going to you're going to learn from those sketches that you've done already and you're going to pull out the things that you liked and you're also going to take the things that you know didn't work and build off of that. Like the next one is going to be better. The next one's going to be better. And the next one's going to be better because of the ones that you've done in previous to that and this is probably a good time to say it's okay sometimes like i don't really carry an eraser with me and it's not because i think i'm awesome it's because it forces me to work through my mistakes to move on you know if i constantly have you know in digital world the you know control z button Mm -hmm. oops wrong line oops wrong line oops wrong line you never find those happy accents or force yourself to, to work something out yeah um but Typically, I, I like to sketch with a thicker pencil, if it's a, a, a natural sh- um, shaved pencil, like something that you would use a pencil sharpener for. Yeah. 
or um, when I use, especially in my smaller sketchbooks, I like to sketch with a, at least a number seven or even a number nine lead because it, it, you don't have to get too crazy detailing and the line weight itself starts to help the character build up more. Build the form. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll bounce back and forth between using a, either a colored pencil or a regular pencil. You know, sometimes I need to break up the, the, the routine with, it, visually it's a different color. It helps me kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, I, I think the worst thing is thinking about what the overall sketchbook's gonna look like, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, maybe, you're not curating like a finished body of work. Yeah, could you imagine like writing a book and you go, well, I'm gonna start on page one and when I'm done, I'm done and I'm not gonna change anything. I mean, that'd be stupid. People who write books, like they break it down so much. You yeah. know, they start, they even start fretting over the use of commas and adjectives and the, all the stuff in between. And so the finished product as a whole is gonna be very, very refined and rearranged. A sketchbook's not meant for that. A sketchbook is, is it, it is what it is. Yeah. There's those videos online and I think some of them are a bit unhealthy. Um, there's a guy in particular I'm thinking of, um, I think his name's Phil or something like that. Uh, Phil. Or no, Will Terry. His name's Will Will Terry. Uh, ah, whatever. He. I was watching one of his um, sketchbook videos the other day where basically you get an overshot view with a camera and sure. he flips the pages and he talks about what was happening and what he learned. Oh, right. But they're all great drawings. Right. And it's not a true representation of a sketchbook because it's almost like he, he's been doing it so long that he knows that he's going to present this on camera. Sure. So subconsciously there's going to be things that he leaves out. There's going to be drawings that he's not going to do. There's going to be things that he's not going to tackle because he's intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the drawings, you're like, Oh, well they're all people sitting down. I mean, all of them were like, Pretty all of them plain. were the same pose. Yeah. Just three quarters this way, three quarters that way. There was never an image of someone from like 20 feet in the air. There was never an image from the ant's viewpoint. There was never the challenging of perspective or space or anything like that. Yeah. It was like, I know how to draw this. I will draw it 52 more times. And now everyone will be happy with my sketchbook. Yeah. You didn't get shit out of it. Yeah. No, it's using using that to, <coughs> to push, push your boundaries. Um, one, one thing that I... I've started doing like not being afraid of taking notes in your sketchbook. Oh, totally. You know, that's, that's the big thing. And for me, um, using the opportunity to write has really helped me kind of get over that insecurity of like, Oh, this has got to be what it needs to. It has to be a finished piece of work. Like using, I, I picked up this book. Um, well, my wife actually picked it up and I, I started thumbing through it. Uh, Walking in This World by Julia Cameron. And she talks about um, this thing where you do morning pages. You write in the morning. You start your day off just by writing. And you're not, you're not like, oh my God, I don't know how I feel about Tanya today. She, she had this problem. It, 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 it's your stream of conscious, like wake up and just start writing. And use it as a way of like getting things off your chest or reminding yourself of things to do. But after writing three pages, that's when you start your day, you know? And it, it's after doing it for a week or so, it's like really liberating. It sounds like dumping. 
Yeah. It sounds like being able to start your day with without um, any of any weird distractions. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, and not being afraid of writing in your sketchbook either has been a really big thing because you, it's like, all right, well, either I learned this or I was watching a YouTube video and I want to remember these key points, you know, adding to that. And it kind of helps break up the flow of imagery and feeling like this has to be. Well, I, if you open up my sketchbooks, they are, um, they'll be like anywhere from three to five pages of something I've learned or learning about. Mm. And then back to drawing and then back to learning. You know, like when I was trying to figure out script, I went to the library and got books on how to write script and talk, it talked about the hand. Mm. Um, that was the hand is basically the process of what your letters look like, your natural flow. Oh, right. Anyway, I went into like these detail of proportion and I, and, and so, yeah, if you go back, you find one of my sketchbooks and there'll be script talking about, and then there's like lions and tigers and shit and then back to script. And so I think <laughs> that, that's, a, that's definitely the, a texture in my book of, and then I've even like, uh, grabbed books that were almost full. And, um, you know, there's like starter images that you just abandon. Sure. You know, those, well, I would get a magic marker out like a Sharpie or those ebony pencils that are really thick. Yeah. And I would redraw, I would take my sketchbook and flip it 180 and put it upside down. And I would redraw on top of those pages and just draw right over those smaller drawings. And it kind of, you know, that forces you to see things differently too, because lines end up becoming tangent lines, uh, a line Mm -hmm. from the old drawing mixes with a new drawing and you'll see something in a new way that you wouldn't have have been able to do before. Yeah. But I, every once in a while, um, like once a month, I'll take my kid to the art museum and he loves, uh, I've got like a Pentel brush pen Mm -hmm. and he loves drawing with that thing. And I'll have my sketchbook with us and we'll go back and forth. Like I'll sit down and I'll sketch something that I want to work out or he'll sit down and do a drawing. And, I, we would go through this process where he would do a really cool drawing and um, then he would just be like, oh, well, this one's muddy now. And so he would like black the whole thing. everything. Totally. And I was like, oh my God. <clears throat> but I got to the point where it was, for me, it was more important about watching the process of him developing through this idea and then just having fun with it that it helped me get over like, Oh, that, that was a really great finished piece, but it was just him working through this idea. And if I was to come in and be like, no, that has to be a finished piece, it would lose all the fun for him, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that wasn't my goal. And it, that made me realize, like, just treat it as like this, this process of getting through things. Like it doesn't, you, your goal as an artist isn't to always do finished work. You have to go through that exploration. Yeah, I think that's a downer, man, when you... When, when artists, and I'll say tattoo artists especially, but artists who think that just because they've applied pencil to paper, they are now Picasso. And I, I'm not touching that paper with a pencil unless I'm getting money for it. You know? <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, like, well, I'm selling this for, like, everything, like, everything you do isn't to be sold. Everything you do isn't. Uh, to be commercialized everything you do isn't because you can make a pin or a button out of it everything you know you you forget that as a as a as your soul needs to grow you need to do uh, and we keep using the word process you need to latch onto the sketchbook as part of that process it's the it's like the man behind the curtain phase of 
of drawing. Yeah. And, and painting and illustrating. And it, it, it needs to be like, you, you can't make excuses for not having it anymore. Uh, we, we just watched this movie, Brooklyn, and um, there's a scene where the, the teller walks up to her and she's like, I, you need to be more personal. She's like, okay, I'll try it next time. And she's like, well, do you try and put panties on every morning? And she's like, no. She's like, okay, well, this is what you do from now on. And it's like, all right, from now on, you just carry a sketchbook with you. Just do it. Yeah, just do you it. Know? Throw it in your bag and go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I picked up, I have another bag. I have like a, I have a sketchbook that I keep in my work bag, mm. but I actually have like a, a over the shoulder bag that has no electronics in it. And it felt heavy. So I grabbed it and I went up to the laundromat the other day. And it was my reference books. And the sketchbook wasn't <laughs> in it. It was at home on my desk where I had been using it. Did I you start drawing check. on your reference book? No, I was so bummed out, man. Uh, I was like, maybe I'll just read. Maybe I'll just. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, as far as like ideas, like what to sketch. Because you go out there and like, you're supposed to sketch environment. You can sketch environment. One of the things I've been doing lately is I have um, a book of f photographs. It's facial photographs, and so oh, it's yeah. a model. You know, a model of, like, you'll have one guy with, on each page, it has about 24 photos of this guy's face doing different expressions. Oh, cool. I'll photocopy a page out of that and then take that with me, and then I'll, I'll just draw him over and over and mm. over and over again, you know. So you can, like, just photocopy stuff and, and run with it. Um, yeah. You can redraw some of your favorite um, images you can redraw new images you found um, I like to redraw Virgil Finlay like trying like there's no better way to break down how someone does something by just redrawing the image what they've done there's people I think with cell phones I think that they think that taking a picture of it with their cell phone somehow they've gotten reference and you haven't done shit you've you've just taken a picture of some guy's book and then you don't go back and organize it. You don't go back and look at it. The only way that taking a picture of that guy's book is if you used your phone to redraw that picture. Right. Having it doesn't do anything. I can take pictures of, of math equations all day long. It doesn't mean I'm going to understand them. Yeah, you got to have a system in place in order to utilize it to its full ex extent. So if you want to take your phone and just snap a picture of, a, of, a, of something neat and just go back and redraw it, you want to take your phone and... You know, if you're sitting in a cafe and you start a drawing on somebody, mm. maybe snap their picture before they walk away. That way you can finish the drawing later. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Um, I, I do because um, my whole thing for this year is drawing the, the human form. Mm -hmm. And um, every, every once in a while when I'm just hanging out with my daughter, she's eight months now, so she sits in one place. I use it as a, a way of figure drawing. Oh, like, I used to love those. I'll just yeah. sit down and start drawing her. And it, it's great because she like moves every two seconds, you know, so it forces me to do like a quick 10 second study. That was a great way, like drawing little kids that, that don't really, you know, move a lot. Mm. You can really use those to, to study where the ear eye ratio is. Like if the ears are higher than the eyes, the subject's looking down. Mm. If the ears are lower than the eyes, the subject's looking up. And then the third part of the left to the right is finding the side planes. And babies have like a, a really funny bubbly side plane that, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you, you've got your skeleton and then someone put chunks of clay on it. You know, <laughs> so you got these really defined forms. And you can draw loose because everything about a baby is just 
fatty tissue. Oh yeah. You can do bubbly and you know be goofy with it. Where if you know you get when you once you get to older people, there's such a relationship between the wrinkles of the face to where it hits the mouth to you know you where, start noodling it. Yeah, everything gets really more complicated with with older people. One cool thing that I. Um, have been using for figure drawing. Um, I think Bobby Chu was talking about it to where, or he was interviewing somebody and with things that are moving around. So like my, my kid, right. Mm -hmm. Um, start, start one. And then when they move, start another one in that position. Oh, sure. And so like keep starting a bunch of them. And so when they move back to the other pose, Just go back to the other then pose. you can go back to the other pose and rough it out and refine it. Yeah. Cause if you don't, you get the Picasso sketch yeah. where the, the lips, you spend all this time on the lips and then yeah. they moved. And then, then you spend time on eyeballs that are a different direction. And then you look at your drawing, you're like, what the hell did I just make? <laughs> yeah. Everything's in a different perspective. The biggest thing is, is loosening up. You know, don't, don't, just don't grab your sketchbook and, and tighten up so much. Like, p grab back on the pencil a little bit, you know, G allow an inch or two. Or change how you're holding it. Yeah, change how you hold the pencil. Uh, maybe, maybe keep your head away from the book a little bit more so you're not right on top of it. Um, just, just the idea is to just relax and, and, and posture it can be a lot because yeah. it's when how you're channeling your energy like change your chair like if you're at the coffee shop sit on the couch or sit at a table you know and do something a little differently um why uh why when is the best time to sketch all the time it's <laughs> you're my number one pupil today <laughs> time killer having a sketchbook with you it is so much uh, fun to be in a DMV and um, loosely sketch. Now, I mentioned before, being in a DMV and actually doing real work, mm -hmm. not so good. Yeah. But sketching, you are going to see some kooky people at a DMV. Oh, it's yeah. like you took everyone from Walmart and made them sit down in front of you. <laughs> there are some weird people in there. Of course. Um, so I wish I had a sketchbook. Where did I go the other day? And it had some of those awkward people. Dobbs? Was that that photo that you posted? Uh, oh, <laughs> I went to a Panic of the Disco concert. Oh. I took my daughters to go see Panic of the Disco. And there was, you know, walking around, there was just like a lot of awkward shapes. And I was like, God, this would be such a great place it's to sit gold and draw mine. people. Yeah, I was like, people whose torsos had gotten stretched out or people whose foreheads had slid down and, you know... Just, just that, if that you wouldn't, funness. If you wouldn't get arrested hanging out at a high school, uh, <laughs> would probably yeah. be a good place to sketch. Yeah, would not, uh, anything that's awkward is fun to sketch. Yeah, you know. Um, now, everything's going digital, and people are like, oh, "I've got my Apple Pad, my Apple mm -hmm. iPad, whatever the I don't know what is it called, Apple iPad, Maxi Pad, Maxi Pad." <laughs> uh, you can take your iPad and go draw, mm -hmm. but don't think of it as a replacement for sketching. Mm -hmm. Think it, Just think of it as a no, new medium yeah. and learn and discover and have fun with it. But it, it won't replace your sketchbook. Yeah. Still do it. Take it out, take it on the plane with you, take it into the mountains if you, if you want. Um, and the fun thing about the going digital is you can discover different apps. You have a wider range of brushes with you. Yeah. You can, um, 
you can do fun stuff that you know you can't do with a sketchbook where like you can just blot in color so you can do quick landscaping yeah. by like going this whole section of red that's a tree line this section right here that's mm-hmm. the mountains this section here that's the pond and you can you can use the ipad to it's an easier way of traveling around with like a watercolor setup yeah than you normally would it would yeah. allow you to do exactly and it takes that. some of the finesse of actually knowing the tools yeah out of the equation because you, you you don't have to worry about it. Did you store your brushes correctly or anything like that? Is everything dried up? Yeah. You know, there's that, like, I think everyone who's tried to do landscape painting has um, walked around trying to figure out what to paint. Then you find something and you spend like 45 minutes setting up and it's gone. I mean, the lighting's changed. Everything's changed, right. you know? Um, so this, this is a, Digital is a, is a fun way of like capturing quick moments like that too. Definitely. I don't know. So the goal is I'm going to carry a sketchbook for the next 30 days and we'll see what happens. Jonathan said he's going to do it. Anyone else wants to do it, they can. Um, you know, is it possible? Can people post to our Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys. I think some... we have four people that like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you listen to this, like post some of your sketches up. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and just remember, it's, it's just the part, it's just a process. It's not anything finished. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed. You know, why haven't we ever started a sketchbook club? We talk about that. We never, we never did it. Yeah, I know. Maybe I know, that's something jo- we I know Josh is really down for it too. Yeah. Maybe, you know, get the three of us together and then start doing a sketchbook club and That'd be a see lot of fun. if it gets a little momentum, try yeah. it for, for, a, for us for a, a month or two. That'd be a lot of fun. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yay, art. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, y'all. This has been another episode of Bastards of Art, and you can find us... iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and www.bastardsart.com. And go and leave us a comment or a rating on iTunes. That way we can get higher in the search engine and reach out to more peoples. Thank you. Later, Gator.